Bulletcast for life. Get up, get up! This is a revolution! This is our time to rise! Look deep within your mind, look deep into the hate in my eyes! We are the Ladies and gentlemen, you know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Just in case if you don't, I'm a 25 year old piece of gold, the Messiah of the microphone, microphone Messiah, the greatest! Sports recreational podcasts are in the world today. And yes, I am a California classic, the fully vaccinated king, the Segway king, the Valkyrie king of the great white north. Why? Because I'm Canada's favorite honorary son. But you know, I never do it alone. He's my tag team partner, the Jim and my Jay, the Totem Arn, the Stevie Ray to my Booker T. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of the award winning Under the Radar, which made its return. Yes, he's also the host and creator of Curveballs and Chair Shots. Ladies and gentlemen, the first ever and currently 13-time Bullet Cast World Heavyweight Champion, the Canadian Destroyer, BT Brandon Tanguma. Yay! Woo! BT, it's Thursday. You know what that means. How you doing, man? Doing fantastic. As you said, Under the Radar returned. Listen back to it. Get a little long-winded at times, but you might be the fully vaccinated king, but I'm the half-vaccinated king. See, got my little... And my little thingy right there. So three weeks, we can be the fully vaccinated podcast or some, some nickname you can think of. The fully vaccinated tag team. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. You see, I posted the uh, the clip of uh, young boy number two singing the Firefly Funhouse theme. I did see that. It's a, it's a lovely rendition. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. Now we don't have to go and look for it. It's there forever. You people are welcome. I did you all a solid. Before we get things rolling, you know we got to talk about it. HD for life on teesprings.com. Their social, me- uh, their social media handles for Instagram and Twitter, hd.4.life. Uh, designs, get her done one and two. Hurry up one and two. Mr. Sapo one and two. H-Dog. Mother's love. King H-Dog. H-Dog dash. Get it, Mr. Pimpin. HD for life. Americana. Common sense. Soldier H-Dog. Life safety. HD for life safety. Lily's love. HD for life. Orange and pink. Softball life reunite generations little Rena, little H dog explode show quality one two and three, uh he has drinkware fanny packs socks hoodies t shirts sweatpants tank tops face masks tote bags mugs pillows beach towels posters blankets phone cases stickers and so much more the sales are climbing since the prices have lowered go over to teesprings.com hd for life and get you some graffiti merch baby get it do it do it now do it now. Keep listening to the show, but go over there and do it now. You can do two things at once. I know you don't want to miss a second of this content, but you have to go do it now. Yes, 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 yes. Please. Please. I mean, it's some it's some fresh, it's some fresh looking merch. Speaking of fresh, um, Brandon, I interviewed the world's freshest tag team yet again. Uh this past Saturday at uh Level Up in San Jose at uh Agua Among the Living. Um, had some fun. Had some fun, man, you know. Uh, it felt normal. It really did, man. You know, everybody's wearing masks and whatnot, but, you know, COVID's not in your mind. You're just watching some uh, some professional wrestling, some of the uh, some of the best in the Bay do what they do. Man, it was great. Did you see the interview of myself and the world's freshest tag team? I did, I did not see the interview, but I heard the interview. It seemed like you guys were having a lot of fun. You got a great rapport with those two guys, and – First show back in a in a while, so hopefully things start picking up. Summer twenty twenty one, we can see them a whole lot more and wrestling a whole lot more. I'm excited to hopefully uh, be at a show with you sooner rather than later. I mean, they got another one May twenty second. Are you are you down? I'll check my schedule, but possibly. Possible. Okay. 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 Yeah, man, it was cool, man. I mean, uh, those Ugwa tag team titles, they look beautiful. Shout out to West Ghost Design. He's been killing the, uh, the the game when it comes to designing championships. Don't be surprised if you see him pop up on the Bullet Cast platform again sometime in the near future. All right, let's move into it. So Daniel Bryan, he gave an interview to BT Sport. He said he felt uh, he felt a little uh, strange in his WrestleMania 37 main event match with Edge and Roman Reigns, and he said his contract is up uh, relatively soon in September. So, is Daniel Bryan officially on his way out the door 
of WWE or when his contract expires, does he pop up in Japan? Does he pop up in CMLL or AAA, MLW, AEW, NWA? Where do you where do you see Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, the American Dragon popping up when his contract is up? Very similar to Samoa Joe. If he's healthy and he can do it, I would love to see Daniel Bryan, Bryan, Bryan Danielson everywhere and anywhere. He said in that interview that he felt detached during the match, kind of like an out-of-body experience. Now, is that him being detached from wrestling or is it being detached from you know, the WWE environment. He feels like maybe he's done everything he could do and he's just kind of a cog in the machine. He's not what he was, whatever, six, seven years ago. I don't know. He has two kids. He wants to be, you know, more of a father. And with touring looking like it's going to be a thing in summer, fall 2021, possibly, uh, you said his contract is up in September. We went, we did this two years ago at the formation of AEW. And I was saying, I want to see Brian Danielson in AEW. I want to see him, do new Japan. Hopefully he can do all that stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm going to, I've been here before. I've said, I want to see him do things outside of WWE because as someone who's a big Dana Bryan fan, never really seen a lot of stuff before his WWE run. So I'm hoping that he does things, but I'm not expecting it. I mean, Daniel Bryan versus Will Ospreay. That could be good, but speaking looking of what- for Daniel Bryan versus like a healthy Okada. Oh, man. Speaking of Will Ospreay, CM Punk said he wouldn't mind doing that. He said that interests him uh, more. Wrestling guys he's never been in the ring with interest him more than, you know, going back to uh, WWE. What do you think about that CM Punk versus Will Ospreay? How do you feel about that? It would be an interesting matchup. CM Punk hasn't been in the ring for a, a long, long time. I know he's been helping train for like a, like an HBO wrestling series or something like that so he has been in the ring kind of maybe knocking the ring rust off a tad bit but him against will osprey it's a it's an interesting blending of styles will osprey now a heel different character but his in-ring work is kind of still the same not as high flying as he was a few years back but if it's in new japan that is kind of i mean if you want to really go and attract the western uh fan base and the united states that's definitely a way to do it. Absolutely. Get that uh, get that American star over, over there. That's how you build eyes. I mean, you, you look at Jericho. I mean, the guy sold, what, 10, 15,000 more uh, tickets when he when he made events at the Tokyo Dome with Kenny. I mean, come on, man. You know, get get those get those stars over there. Uh, the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rowdy, or, or Rowdy Ronda Rousey. She's pregnant. How do you feel? Good for her. She's been trying for a little bit. This is kind of the reason she left after WrestleMania 35. And she's pregnant. Due in September. Good for her and Travis Brown starting a family. I know they already have uh, two children from Travis Brown's previous relationship. But, uh, you know, she's been wanting this for a long time. And it's nice to see that she's uh, finally uh, being able to do it. Oh, man. Everything's happening in September. Maybe we should just start playing Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't know. You an Earth, Wind, and Fire guy, Brandon? Oh, yeah, so big Earth, Wind, and Fire guy. So besides September, well, I mean, what, what, what else you like? Hey, Siri, show me Earth, Wind, and Fire catalog. Oh, come on. Earth, Wind, and Fire on the iTunes store. Come on. Oh, thanks, Not, Siri. Reason, nice. Reasons, let's groove. Come on. I can't do that. Bo- oh, Bo- I have to install iTunes? Man, Siri, come on. Come on, Boogie Wonderland. Come on, my guy. It's okay. We'll, 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 we'll open you up to the tape library. Of Earth, that's okay. Fire. When when uh, Baby Huey asked uh, your favorite Metallica song, I know you were going deep in the Rolodex of all the different lovely Metallica songs, you know. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, was it Memory Remains? Yeah, there we go. And then what's like your second favorite song? Oh, uh, Enter the Sandman. Enter the Sandman? Yeah. Okay, not Enter Sandman, but Enter the Sandman. So like enter an offshoot, the, like re- enter remix? the Sandman, yeah. I, I, I found a cover that I liked. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, SmackDown, Cesaro steps up to the head of the table. How, how do you feel about that? Cesaro mixing it up with uh, the tribal chief for the universal title? I'm not mad at it, but apparently Seth Rollins said Cesaro and him aren't done. Yeah, it seemed like they were posing Big E and Cesaro coming out of WrestleMania to possibly go up against uh, Roman Reigns. And I was excited to see what Cesaro and Roman can do. I was a little disappointed that they are maybe rehashing the Seth Rollins storyline. 
going back to uh, Vince calling uh, what's a uh, Cesaro a little too Swiss. I don't know if it's him being too Swiss, but I could have done with him being a little bit more agitated, a little more, you know, motivated instead of being kind of self-deprecating about all the things uh, Roman and Paul Heyman are saying. But just the prospect of Cesaro finally getting his main event singles match excites me. It does. It, it excites me as well. Cesaro and uh, Roman, I think they can do good business together. Is there Bianca Belair, the EST of WWE, the SmackDown Women's Champion? Celebrates with Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. How do you feel? It was it was good. Kind of had its ups and downs. You know the Bianca Belair character. I think you always kind of want to walk that fine line of her being confident without being too cocky. But I think she did a good job. The pairing of her and the Street Profits is good. I did like her at the end. Kind of saying, you know, time for y'all to stop messing around and to get your gold back. I got my gold. Time for you to to do yours. And what do they do? They don't they like end up losing to uh. The dirty dogs. Dirty dogs. Shout out Dolph Ziggler. Oh, can we can we put the world title back on him just one more time? That, that, that's all I want out of life. You know, I'll I'll be happy. I'll be a happy fan. That, 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 that's all I want. I may say nice things about other promotions if that happens. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I don't think that's a fair trade off. What do you mean? I don't think we want to see Dolph Ziggler hold the world champion. What do you mean? I will say nice things about NJPW. And and Will Osprey and and all those other jabrones over there, if that happens. All Except right? for Ishii. Ishii is not a jabroni. Well, no, I love Ishii. I love Ishii okay. to death. You know, Ishii, that's my that's my dirty dog. Cause he's a stone pit bull. RIP DMX. Oh man. X gonna give it to you. All right, uh, outside of the ring, A and E WWE shows. So Sunday night, they, they were back to back. We have the two-hour documentary uh, series about Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then we get into the AEW or not AEW, the A and E show about WWE's lost treasures. So, Stone Cold's your guy. How'd you like that? Stone Cold is my guy. I kind of put it off. I didn't watch it on Sunday because I was like, oh, it's a Stone Cold documentary. I kind of know everything there is to know about Stone Cold. But his family life and his personal life is something he's kind of protective about. He doesn't go into much in detail, but he did uh, touch on it here. He went over kind of a, like the, maybe the first half hour was about him as a child, him in college and working on the docks and everything leading into him being a, a pro wrestler. So kind of the personal family life of Stone Cold was something that I uh, really enjoyed. I thought they told a, a nice cohesive story. They did kind of, you know, gloss over some of his marital issues. We'll, we'll just say that. And he kind of, he always kind of just coats it over as like, you know, him running too hard and him being a different person back then, which I understand, like he definitely has, you know, gotten on the straight and narrow on that side of things. And yeah, overall, I thought it was a really good documentary. They're doing Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, this week. He has a, a crazy story in his own right. And I know most of it, but I think I'll, I'll learn a lot from that one as well. Yeah. The stone cold one, man. Like I, I honestly, you, you, you don't know, I mean, I really didn't know he had kids like that because, I mean, like when guys don't talk about it and you, you just don't like you're not curious about it. So you just don't pay attention to it. I'm like, oh, OK, he had some kids. And then I, I didn't realize his uh, wife was British. She was part of um, the uh, Chris Adams uh, training academy down in uh, Texas. And when uh, the family mo moves over to uh, England, you know, he said that his daughter had a thick Texas accent like his. Now she has a, a British accent. He said that broke his heart and it was time for him to, you know, kind of get on the straight and narrow and then get out of the business. I'm like, oh, man, I feel for you. Yeah, that's kind of the the one standout story from him was like he she used to be like me. And because what I've did in my life choices, it, you know, affect affected him and his daughter and everything like that. And that's just who Stone Cold is. They kind of the. The theme throughout was he always wanted to be the best. Sometimes he was a little difficult to work with because he wanted to do the best and he wanted to be the best. And once he got, you know, turn of the century, when he kind of saw that the writing was on the wall, that he wasn't going to be that guy anymore. And he has a, his neck issues or his spine issues that he kind of correctly talked about. Like it's not, a, he doesn't have a broken neck. He has a bruised spinal cord. And that's really what his issues are. So yeah, I, fantastic. And one of the biggest stars, maybe the biggest star in wrestling to start off the, documentary series and i thought it was a good one absolutely man i always love how he comes up with the stone cold character you know he was watching that uh, uh the Iceman just popped up on my tv the uh the, the serial killer 
the, the hitman. And uh, his wife was like, uh, get that before it gets stone cold. Like, I just I just love that. I, I think that's cool. That was great. Uh, now we get to the uh, treasure hunting show. You know, Mick Foley was the first up. You know, they get uh, the original Mankind uh, shirt. They get the uh, Cactus Jack flannel, and they get one of the original Mr. Sockos. That, that's cool. That's interesting. And the collections that these people have. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah, these collections are, like, insane. So, I mean, some of the people that you see kind of would be the person you would expect them to be but the uh, the hosts quote unquote are Stephanie and Triple H and they're very heavily hinting at them building this collection to be in a physical type of museum hall of fame type thing. I'm glad you just said that cuz uh Triple H was on cheap heat with my boy Peter Rosenberg greatest 24/7 champion of all time this past Tuesday and he and his co-host that guy Greg they asked him so like is is this going to happen and they they said that there have been talks about it but you, you want to do it to the point to where it is a true tourist destination. You don't just want to do it and people are like, oh, I saw some uh, boots from the 1970s. Oh, that was cool. You know, like you, you, you want to make it this true uh, elaborate extravaganza that draws a lot of money and people always want to be there. And it's hard to obtain a ticket to go see. So once they start getting stuff like that set up, then we can see a physical Hall of Fame down the line. I think that's Triple H being coy. I think the whole point, maybe not the whole point of the show, but at the very end, the last episode is going to be an announcement. That's what I think. Okay. 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 I mean, we'll see. I mean, the dude, he, what, he traded, uh, I think it was the dude with the, was, was it the, was it the flannel or the sock? He like got some money and he got to tour the warehouse and take one thing. That's too yeah, The dude with the flannel was playing some hardball, which I kind of always, I understand you have a collection, you're a big fan, but it's like, when the person whose thing it is wants it back, how did they, and how do they lose them? Like I don't understand. I, well, most of them were kind of donated to uh, like charity auctions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, look, man, I would love to tour the warehouse. Well, I think the stone, the whatever mankind thing, and the flannel were donated. And then the sock was probably something that someone just like threw in, like Mick Foley just threw in the crowd. Yeah, Brian, if you could tour the warehouse, what's the one thing you're taking? The one thing I am taking the SmackDown fist. Uh, that's way too hard for me to carry out. Just have them. Sh- just have them ship it to you. I don't know what they have, but I'm a big vintage clothing type of guy. And I would love to just go and take like the entire stone cold collection. The, okay. The one shirt I need them to re-release, which I don't think they ever will, will be the, uh, the, the folk fear drink beer shirt i need that t-shirt to be re-released immediately they they have it's in the warehouse dude <laughs> it's in and the that's what i'm gonna take i'm gonna take all of it i'm gonna take all those stone cold t-shirts uh, i'm a, I, I love i i want a ring used championship so bad dude let me let me just uh let me let me just ruffle through the the crate and see which one i like i'd probably take the big gold though that's, that's probably what i would maybe, do. maybe i'll take uh the terminator heads from triple h's wrestlemania 31 entrance Ooh, ooh, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. I like that. Uh, Conrad Thompson, he has the chair from the 99 I Quit match with Rock and uh, Mankind. I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's interesting. I like that. Nice. Uh, we will be seeing former WWE, current AEW roster member, Big Show, on the memorabilia show. And I think Christian makes an appearance. What's another Trying to think of, I think there was somebody else who's like made an appearance. Jim Ross was on uh, the A and E Stone Cold documentary. Well, okay. he had to be. I mean, I know he has to be. I'm just saying, you know, everyone's saying WWE hates AEW, and I mean, I'm, I'm obviously the Big Show thing was before he signed, but yeah, I mean, like if, if Jim Ross wasn't on the Stone Cold doc, like that just wouldn't make any sense. Like, how how do you do that? Like, you can't have the Edge documentary without Christian. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Tom Phillips, you know, he, he's been removed from the uh, announce table on Monday Night Raw. Wasn't at WrestleMania. Uh, he was battling uh, the vid, you know, COVID. Uh, so I, I assume he's he's made a recovery now. We, we, we don't know. But uh, speedy recovery to uh, Tom Phillips. Bro. Yeah, hopefully he uh, gets better. I didn't know robots can get COVID, but apparently that's a thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? I mean, Tom Phillips can be a little robotic at times. Hey, man, when he used to be like, from the heavens, when Montez would hit that frog splash, come on, bro. 
that's not robotic. That's that's charismatic. So how long until Adnan Verk gets the boot and we see Tom Phillips again? Uh, I don't know. Adnan, he's met with uh, he's met with Vinnie Mac, right? Good, good for him. Finally meeting your boss after however long he's been on the company, like a month. Vince is a busy guy. All right, come on, man. He doesn't he doesn't get to meet everybody right away. He doesn't remember a lot of things. Hell, he barely remembered Luke Gallows was Festus. Come on now. If Vince doesn't remember, then apparently nobody remembers, according to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's right. Um, MLW has got a TV deal. They will be on Vice TV coming this spring. That's a big move for them. You know, Vice has been very uh, giving to the wrestling community with the Dark Side of the Ring series, which is going to be an absolute banger this season on May 6th. So, yeah, man, how, how do you feel about uh, MLW moving to Vice? Excited for them. I've heard some good things about MLW. It's kind of like the new NXT. It's only an hour. It's good, solid storyline, you know, good wrestling match. Get in, get out in the hour. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely check it out when, it was on, when it's on Vice. Uh, when they were on BN, whatever, like, the sports channel is, they were on there for a little bit. I checked them out. And I kind of, you know, I enjoyed what it, what it was. But uh, sometimes there's just too much stuff to watch that got put on the back burner i mean it's on youtube it's it, it's it's a nice little uh thing to watch uh jacob fatu's been killing it as their world champion alex hammerstone he's the uh national champion over there you got richard holiday the caribbean champion all guys that are doing some good work and are part of gsw in a way go check go check that out tickets for catalyst have gone on sale today Make sure you get that. But uh, yeah, man, MOW, they're doing some good stuff. And then they're returning with crowds on July 10th of this year. I'm happy for them. They're going to be in the ECW arena. So yeah, there you go. Little ECW vibes with uh, MOW. You got to get that, that that fan base, man. People Mm -hmm. love MOW. People love ECW. Oh, they loved ECW. It's no longer in existence. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, nothing really inside of the ring. Uh, this day in wrestling, let's get into it. Mike McGurick uh, made their, or she, yes, it, yes, she made her uh, wrestling challenge debut in 1988. She was the first uh, female announcer for the company. Um, her father wanted a boy so bad that she, he just named her Mike. So I thought that was funny. Uh, we have IRS making his WWE debut or his debut as IRS in 1991 against Jimmy Snuka. Nitro on this day, 1996, 25 years ago, Big Show or Paul White, the Giant regains the uh, world title. ECW CyberSlam 2000, Tommy Dreamer finally wins the ECW title, then he loses it moments later to just incredible. TNA 2009, uh, Rob Terry makes his, uh, makes his debut, The Freak. Rob Terry, I, I always liked that guy. I wonder what happened to him. Alberto El Patron wins the GFW. Remember GFW? Global Force Wrestling. He wins that title in 2017. Impact Wrestling Redemption 2018. Austin Aries retains the GFW title or the Impact title against uh, the Lucha Bros Pentagon and uh, Ray Phoenix. You have Ezekiel Jackson, the last ever ECW champion, who's 43 years old today. And Chuck Taylor uh, won like fourth, I guess, of the best friends. Is 35 years old today. Happy birthday to them. Ezekiel Jackson was the fill-in at the promotion we will not talk about for uh, Scott Halk because he no-showed, and that was super awkward because I didn't know what to say to Ezekiel Jackson because I didn't know anything about him. He was the last ever ECW champion. That's all you need to know. I'm sorry. I wasn't he, that smart back then. He was a former inter- He's a former Intercontinental champion. Come on, man. Come on. How, how, how are you going to do big Z? Now, like now I'm going to, res- you know, I, if I meet him again, I'll respect him a lot more, and I'll just, you know, chat him up about the glory days. I mean, uh, yeah, be like, be like, so man, you were you were champion for like five minutes, bro. How do you feel? You know what I mean? How's it feel to hold the same championship as Vince McMahon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Ooh, they have episodes of Superstars on Peacock. I'm I'm actually interested in this. Um, let's go to the fan mail, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Who do you four twenty? Who do you? Mates, what a lackluster episode, or what lackluster episodes of both Raw and AEW this week. You see, you got me talking about ECW. You see what you did, Brandon? Uh, we were going to talk about that. Oh, my God. Uh, Jack of all trades. Charlotte needs to be a heel for the remainder of her WWE career. She's just better that way. I agree. I love Thank news. you. 
I love Hill Charlotte. Robert Walker. Uh, hey, Phil. Saw the uh, episode, the interview with the world's freshest tag team. It, 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 it was funny. And the dude that came in and said that Hogan, we're coming for you. You know what? Was hilarious. Hey, man. D Rogue was great. D Rogue, he, he's charismatic, you know, with the, with the squaw squaw. How do you feel about D Rogue's performance? His, his impromptu performance? Not a performance. It's who he is. Oh, it's a way of life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, D Rogue, we need to get him on the show, Brandon. We, that, that that's going to be a crazy interview. I can't wait for that. And Juicy for now coming in with the wings and the fries. Like, you know, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. All right. M. Brad is day X. Mr. X. There we go. Future Bulletcast Hall of Famer, by the way. All right. Uh, they did a great job with the Stone Cold biography. Uh, it took me right back to when I was a teenager in the late 90s. In my opinion, it was the greatest time in wrestling. Hey, man. I, 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 I want to run something by you. So I was watching Coffee Talk with Friends with my homie Sir Wilkins, and he had a dude on there, Chisel Adonis, and he said that the Ruthless Aggression Era was better than the Attitude Era. How do you feel about that? As much as I have nostalgia for the Ruthless Aggression Era, it's when I watched. And the Edged Era is a tad bit overrated because if you, if you just look at the undercard and the midcard, there's a lot of hot garbage over there. But I mean, what Stone Cold was doing and what The Rock was doing just outpaces anything we've ever really seen. Yeah, I mean, you look at it like the, the matches were good in the, in the, in the, in, in the upper card and in, in that main event scene. Like, I mean, look, everybody was over. Everybody was over in the in the attitude here. Absolutely. But you get to that mid card and that lower card matches weren't really all that great run ins to save finishes and what that in the in the ruthless aggression era. All the matches were good, bro. All from from the cruiserweights to the mid card guys in the U.S. and IC title scene to that WWE world heavyweight title scene. All the matches were great. The stories were, were really concise. I mean, it, it, was, it was a cool time, bro. It was a really cool time. What is the point of running a professional wrestling promotion? To make money. And which era made the most money? Uh, the Bruno Sammartino era. I mean, I mean, they sold out the garden almost per, times. per year, per year, per year. I mean, the ruthless aggression era. I, look, attitude era. The ruthless the, aggression era. The attitude era made the most the money. Fall off of the attitude era. There's a trickle-down effect. Okay, but the matches were better. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. It's about making money, and it's a, and it's also about, you know, pleasing the viewer. And there are viewers that, you know, that that, that probably didn't like the Attitude Era all that much because, you know, the wrestling wasn't all that great. But in that Ruthless Aggression Era, boy, I mean, you got Benoit and Eddie and Angle and, and Lesnar and Edge and Orton and Cena, Batista, Flair, Hunter, Sean, Mysterio, everybody tearing it up. Come on. Come on. All that talent, all world champions. Come on. Only people tearing it up in the Attitude Era were the main event guys. That's it. That's it. And that's all they needed. Yeah, I mean, they won the war, sure. But, you know, if that lower card, if in that mid card were... If you want work rate, go watch WCW and the Cruiserweights. That's what I'm saying. If they had that work rate in WWE during that time, they would have won the war a lot sooner. They, they wouldn't get their ass kicked for 83 weeks. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know. Stone Cold didn't get dropped on his head. He might have had a lot better matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of the walking brawl. You're right. You're right. You know? Look, man, when the time machine's invented, I'll go back in time. I'll get the book. And I'll help NWCW a lot faster than it did. Yeah. And make sure Owen doesn't go on his butt. Make sure he, you know, puts a tombstone. I, I'm, I'm, I'm rewriting a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. All right. Uh, what, what are they going to do now that T-Bar and Mace uh, Mass have been removed? Put them back on, or hopefully they'll just forget about the stupid gimmick and give them their real names back. I kind of thought that's what was going to happen, like once they turned on uh, Mustafa Ali, but I guess not. Um, after watching the WWE Hidden Treasure show, if you had a, a valuable piece of WWE history, uh, would you give it up or for a particular price? If so, what would it be? Uh, I'd, bro, I'd probably just do the exchange, like I said. 
Like, just give me something out of the warehouse, or if, if I have a really valuable piece, give me a couple things out of the warehouse. Yeah, I mean, if if it's me, if they're willing to give me some money or just, you know, give me my money back for it, or- and if, like, if Stone Cold shows it to my door and he's like, oh, I want that, I want my vest back, and I have the vest, just give me the whatever five grand I spent on it. I have the memory of being with Stone Cold and yada, yada, yada. And I, that's enough for me personally, but crack, apparently some of these collected that's not enough. Crack open a beer, take a picture. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably go like, give me half of what I pay for it and something out of the warehouse. I won't be like flannel homie who was just being ridiculous. You know, just I'll, I'll, I'll just keep it simple like that. Give me half of what I paid. Give me something out of the warehouse. That's it. That's it. Be cool. Also, uh, what piece of WWE or just wrestling history in general would you love to have? I think you said that shirt, right? That, that That's it for you? Or the Seth Rollins Money in the Bank. Which one? The TV used one or the one he actually carried around? The one he cashed in on. Oh, yeah. That's in the warehouse. That's in the warehouse for sure. Um, oh, man, dude. I mean, I have a piece of that ladder from that Money in the Bank match. That's great. Uh, I don't know, dude. Something really cool, man. Like... I know people like to collect like ring used gear. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like the tights from the Iron Man match that Sean had, you know, just because, you know, like I'm, I'm a Sean Mark. You know what I mean? Or maybe the gear from the curtain call. Some, something like that. Macho, Macho Man's gear from, from WrestleMania 3. I mean, come on, man. You know, like history. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I want Daniel I want, Bryan's beard. Is that too much? That's does it look too much. A little too weird. That, that you okay? Do you have a Daniel Bryan shrine in your closet? You can tell me. You can tell me I'm, off air. It's not. What do you mean in my closet? Do you think I'm hiding that thing? Oh God. Okay. Uh, also, if you, uh, if anyone out there in the bullet and the bullet cast nation is feeling very nice and very evil, they could pick up my new design for Dan Housen, my first design. For Ring of Honor. Love that Dan Housen. And congratulations to him, Brightest Day X, man. Doing designs for Ring of Honor. That's cool. Yeah, he may be too big for us at one point. Yeah, he's going to big time us. No, no, he wouldn't do that. He, he He's a great guy. I, lo- I love that guy. He's a great guy. All right. Let's uh, go into Monday Night Raw. Brandon, take it away. Well, yes, we had uh, Monday Night Raw on, uh, was it 4, 419, not 420. We had Charlotte snapping. We had a, a promo segment with Charlotte coming out again. Asuka calls Charlotte the B-word because we've never heard another woman call the other woman a B-word. Rhea Ripley comes out during the match. Asuka or Charlotte has a figure eight. Rhea interferes. Charlotte gets rolled up on, and then she snaps, beat ups on the official. She's suspended and fined. And apparently she's having dental surgery, which is one of the reasons she's written off television. But it's kind of a mess. I thought Rhea was maybe a baby face, especially with what she did in NXT. But I think this kind of further cements that she is a heel. But she's also interfering against a heel Charlotte. I don't know. What is going on here? She's a tweener. Rhea's a tweener. Always has been. I, I guess that's what we're going to go with. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Charlotte, you know, she flipped out. I, 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 psycho Charlotte, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I'm all for the new look. I agree with the uh, emailers who said that Charlotte needs to be a heel going forward. Would have, you know, maybe not gone down the, the racist route when she was like speaking slow and loud to Asuka. But she's a heel. I guess that's uh, something that you can lead into a little bit more. But Asuka, I feel she's kind of caught in the middle. And we're going to build to Rhea and Charlotte at SummerSlam or probably SummerSlam. They're going to build it for that long. But uh, with women's division over on Raw, very top heavy. And it's really just those three women. Yeah, you're right. Breaking news. They finally added takeovers to Peacock. I'm actually excited. all of them. Yes. Every yeah. Single let, one of them. Let me see. Let me see. Let, let's. I need to check this out for myself because before standard deliver, I was like, you know what? I want to go watch an old, an old takeover. And I couldn't even watch a takeover that was in front of like live crowds. Like I can only, uh, well, I guess I can go back to like the last war games in like 2019. Okay. So actually, no, it's not all of them. That's what I thought. It's not all of them. Damn. Damn it. Damn it. I will say they, they have put on more raws so I can go back. And if I want to, I can go back to grind in the, uh, Raw 
added to theirs. They're not sequenced with the, the matches and everything, because usually I just watch what Stone Cold does and that's it. But I guess it's a it's start. It, it is a start. It's it, it's something. They're giving us something. Mm. Mm. What else happened on Raw? What else did happen on Raw? Talked about this a little bit as well. Drew McIntyre has a handicap match against Mason T-Bar. That ends in a disqualification. Ron Strowman comes out. That leads to a tag team match. And McIntyre and Strowman unmask Mace and T-Bar. Who would have thought they're Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic? Philip, your thoughts on them actually unmasking? Do you think they stay unmasked? Do we see a gimmick change? What do you uh, see with these guys? Honestly, man, like just let them go back to NXT. Like who? Like this? This has really run its course. It ran its course like four months ago. Like let's let's be done with it. I'm all for them unmasking and changing their gimmick, but I didn't want it to happen on screen. Like they turn on Mustafa, they get written off they leave for a little bit they come back as madden and dijack that's fine don't acknowledge that they're from retribution but once you unmask them on television and people see who they are and then maybe they try to you know rebrand them i don't think they're going to change the names i think they're going to still be mason t-bar which is a stupid name unto itself but it's you know a tiny positive that they took the dumb masks off but it's also kind of a big negative on how they went about it you will not disrespect mace that is a great name. How dare you? You know you know where that came from, right? I will say Mace is better than T-Bar. You know where Mace came from, right? Where did Mace come from? Homie, that was a part of uh, Bad Boy. Would 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 Big and uh, uh, P Diddy? Okay. Where does T-Bar come from? I have no idea. <laughs> Some tool? <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. Were you not a Bad Boy fan, Brandon? Or, or, or are you on that death row? You want that? Oh, okay. I see. 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 Um. Oh, wow. John Cena did an interview with Bleach Report. Tells us why he missed WrestleMania. Well, I'm have to listen to that later. Because he was in Canada filming something. Yeah, I mean, it's we talked about this. It's pretty simple, you know. Maybe he goes into grave detail about it. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe. Also on Raw, the Viking War Raider experience is back. And instead of beating some jobbers up, I, well, I guess they did beat up some jobbers. They beat Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin Phillip. They break up the, uh, whatchamacallit, I've already forgotten the name, the Hurt Business for no reason. And then they don't even do anything with Cedric and Sheldon after the fact. The Hurt Business did not break up. They downsized. Okay, well, they could have downsized and Cedric and Sheldon still could have been a viable respected tag team instead of just getting beat up by the viking war radio experience look man it i don't i i, I don't know why this happened I'm, I'm 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 still sad about it i, I really am cedric and, and and sheldon they deserved more they deserved better they they really did they really did you have aj and omos as the tag champs kofi kingston just lost to elias pretty clean you got the viking war Raider experience coming back they were looking strong and if you had sheldon cedric kind of be on their own and be strong in their own right after leaving the hurt business or getting kicked out you would have had a decent tag team division especially after you know wrestlemania where we looked around and was like what is it? omar Om- omas omar whatever his name is and aj what are they going to do and they just kind of dropped the ball, especially with Cedric and Sheldon. You would not disrespect almost. I'm 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 a fan of his. You know he has a name for his fans now. Did you know that? Did you know that? I'm trying to think of something and what what are their names? I'm an almost sapien. An almost sapien. I'm an almost sapien. Are you an almost sapien? Huh? Sure. I'm an almost sapien. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the tag team division, it's not all that great, man. I, I don't know what they're doing. Like, what are we doing? This is why we just need one set of tag titles. Let them float. Let them float, bro. Could you imagine the interaction between Omos and Montez Ford? That'd be hilarious. I'd, I'd pop for that. That would be funny. Come on, man. Just let them float. Just let them float. What? You're asking for less titles? That's crazy. I mean, you do it all the time. I can't do it. I mean, that's just a 
different. I would have never expected, you know, someone to say you want less titles. I thought everyone just wants more titles because you have more oh. titles. That means you can sell things and, you know, sell it to the kids and the kids can buy it. Man, don't, nobody, don't nobody give a damn about these raggedy kids. Listen, man. Damn, as the goat Michael Jordan said, F them kids. Yeah, or Brock Lesnar. I don't give it about your kids. Look, man, if we're not going to have the big goal, we can have one world champion. All right. Unification match at Survivor Series this year. Let's just have unification matches at Survivor Series this year. Would you be opposed to that? Would you really be opposed to Absolutely that? Absolutely not. We have one world champion. We have one woman's world champion, one set of tag uh, champions. The IC and US, they can stay because, you know, that, that's that's fine. I don't think anybody really has a problem with two mid-card titles. You know what I mean? Uh, and the women's tag titles, I, uh, they can go in the warehouse. Yeah. Have a match of the NXT tag titles and merge those, even though those just got created. What about the NXT women's tag team titles? Are from from the United Kingdom? What, what about those? Those are coming. They they got, they got tag titles too. Oh man, the, 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 those are coming. We just need like a triple threat unification. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. More unifications. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, what else happened on Raw? Well, finally, speaking of champions, we had Sheamus come out and he cut his promo talking about his win. And he asked for someone to step up to him, and it was Humberto Carrillo. And what happened? He just absolutely demolished him. Bro, Humberto Carrillo's theme song is hella raw. Like, Delegas, Delegas. I'm not going to try to imitate the rest. But, uh, yeah, Humberto Carrillo, theme song hella raw. He, eh, not so much. Sheamus, I love the guy. I love that he's United States champion. It just, it just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder what this means. Is this, like, them trying to push Humberto? trying to get him to stand up to the big bad bully of Sheamus. Uh, it looks like Riddle is doing his own thing with Randy Orton, but uh, I I would love to see Humberto get a little bit more of a push, but he was in the jobbery locker room when Lashley asked all of them to beat up Drew McIntyre, and then when Drew stepped up to him, he just cowered in fear. And it's probably one of those things, as we said, if Vince doesn't remember, then nobody else does. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it is one of those things. That's a shame. It is a shame. Well, let's move on to AEW Dynamite. What? You're not going to say a thing? Oh. Dynamite! There we go. We get the opening match of Hangman Adam Page defeating Ricky Starks. Taz was on commentary. And, uh, you know, solid match. We got Ricky Starks gets dumped on his head. Luckily, he didn't die. But uh, Hangman getting a win yet again. They're really building up that he's on this winning streak and he's the number one contender. Yet... You know, Hangman hasn't really cut any promos talking about his aspirations to take on Kenny for the world title. Yeah, man, uh, this was not a good night for Team Taz at all whatsoever. Mm. Look, one of these guys has to win, and it can't just be Brian Cage. Uh, Brian Cage barely even wins. Like, Ricky needs some wins. Will he need some wins? Hell, Hook maybe he can can get a win. I, like, I don't know. Uh, I did like that Hangman Page. You know, he threw in that uh, that captain's hook from uh, Brian Kendrick or the Bulldog Choke that uh, Mox has been using lately, a verified Bulldog Choke, and grabbed that ankle and made him tap out. I like when guys have different moves that they can win with. It it, it, it excites me. But yeah, man. I mean, how long are they going to keep? Uh, how long are they going to keep uh, uh, Hangman Page on ice until he gets to the world title? You you or can't what, do it like till a, a month away from double or nothing. Yeah, you, like you you can't do it. You can't do it till August because that's that's just too long. It's gonna be the uh, the Kenny Omega effect from when he won the IWGP title. Like okay, he got it, but it should have happened sooner. Like honestly, you have three choices. You have double or nothing, fight for the fallen, and fighter fest. One of those three shows, we need to crown a new AEW champion, and it needs to be Hangman Adam Page. When is all out? All out's like in September, right? September, August, yeah. So it's a, it's a little ways away, which I don't know how they're going to explain them holding them off for that long. But I feel like it's looking like we're going to get crowds, like a full crowd somewhere in the summertime. So maybe they do something like that. I don't know. Yeah, they need to. They, they need to do something like that desperately. Uh, we also got a little attack. Hook actually got like physically involved and stomped out Hangman Page. Didn't look the best, but uh, Brian Cage comes out and he was going to power bomb him. But then Dark Order makes the save, so this sets up Hangman Page versus Cage. So we got Cage and Page next week. Hopefully, Jared doesn't mess it up too much. Hey, hey! As long as Cage doesn't wrestle Cage and Page doesn't wrestle, 
page. Well, you know they have first. They have they have first names. Like, well, just call them by their first names. Like, I'm like, well, like what are we doing? You know, Adam versus Brian. This isn't the military. This isn't the this isn't the military. Nobody has to be called by their last name all the time. Or WWE. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do it a lot too. Mm. Anyway. Anyways, we had Penta El Cero Miedo take on Trent, which the Best Friends theme song is still here. I am glad to report. Not everyone has a Orange Cassidy's theme song. And uh, Penta beats Trent with little shenanigans and uh, stuff. So continuing with the, the uh, Triangulo de la Muerte and the Best Friends feud. With, uh, he was accompanied by was it Alex Abrahentes. I think that's the guy's name. Uh, the match was cool, you know. Pentagon with the uh, with the Batman ears on. I'm like, oh, he's a dark knight. He's a he's a vigilante. He's the he's the lucha libre vigilante. I like that. Yeah, that's it. That's Penta all. I also has a a Joker mask that he can pull out. Hey, he, he's hey, not on Instagram. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that. It's kind of like when uh Rey Mysterio dressed up like Joker all those years ago. And Flash and Captain America. I liked the the Daredevil attire by Ray. That was, that was underrated. Now Johnny Gargano is the guy who cosplays as superheroes. Yeah, stealing Ray's gimmick. That bastard. I know. We get a pinnacle sit-down interview with Jim Ross. MJF did do most of the talking, but we actually had Wardlow talk a little bit as well. The other three, I believe, were... Uh, they talked a little bit at the very beginning, but uh, it was mostly MJF and Wardlow talking here. Another, I don't know if I'd say stellar promo from MJF, but I did think it was a uh, pretty good. It was, it was, it was good. It was very good. Um, Wardlow, he can speak. The guy, he he can talk on the mic. He's got some 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 communication chops, and I like that. And I mean, the guy, like, have you seen his indie work, Brandon? I've not seen his indie work, but I've heard that he can bust he, some things out. He can he can go. That dude can fly. He he can get it done in the squared circle. And add that with, you know, some talking chops. The dude's gonna be all right once he breaks off from the pinnacle and MJF gets from under Maxwell's thumb and goes to that main event scene. He's gonna he's gonna be all right. I've seen him on being the elite being, you know, showing a little bit more of his personality. I was like, oh, you know, he's the mute who stands behind MJF, but if and when he breaks up with MJF, I think he can be a uh, a very good talker in his own right. And we did see kind of the first signs of that here, which I did enjoy. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. We get Hikaru Shida taking on Ty Conti for the AEW Women's Championship. Ty Conti put up a fight, but no, Hikaru Shida retains and Britt Baker comes out and sends a message that she is now the new number one contender. So setting that matchup possibly for a double or nothing. A couple things. Ty Conti, friend of the show. Love her. Love her to death, Ty. Uh, come on the show anytime. Listen, uh, if they would have put the title like Ty Conti, I don't think anybody would have been mad. I, I would have I actually gone for it. I would have done that. Shock and awe. Shock and awe. That's what you want uh, out, of, out, out of wrestling. Look, man, Akara Shida, like she, it, her work has gotten slow. Have you noticed that? Like her work has really gotten slow over the last few months. And uh, I don't know. Like I, I get you, you can tell the story of Britt beats Shida. The uh, unbeatable babyface champion loses to the dastardly heel. But come on, I mean, think think about this. It'd be like a Mean Girl story. This lovable, pretty girl, you know, who's an underdog. She she wins the big one, and then the dastardly heel takes it from her. That's a nice little story. I like that. Anyway, but uh, all in all, she does. She's still the champion. I did like how uh, Britt Baker comes out there and uh, has the graphic showing she's the new number one contender. Somebody actually using data and stats in the ranking system in a storyline. I love it. Yeah, uh, maybe she is exposing the uh, the data system a little bit by just getting some some possibly cheap wins on uh, dark. But she's playing the system, and that's what you got to do. The match itself, it was a good match. I think it got kind of it got better late when I thought they had some good near falls with Ty Conti. Pop. I honestly had a feeling that maybe they're going to put the title on her, but. It does make sense to have she. She's held it for this long. If she's gonna drop it, drop it to Brit, and not you know flip flop the titles in a month. But uh, Ty Conti has come around. You know, I, I kind of enjoyed uh, her work and her act in NXT, but she definitely has taken it to the next level. She still does have some work to do, but you can see that she is uh, definitely getting better. That, that's that performance center, baby. It it helped. 
It helped. I mean, if it helped so much, then how come they didn't keep her? What? Hey, hey, hey. Don't they talk. Also had, they also had Jade, and they let her go. They really? They had her? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, look, the WWE, you know, they, 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 they didn't see it for their product. So, you know what I mean? You know, people go somewhere else, they get hot, then they come back. That's just how it is. Look, I'm saying that you can tell that she's ahead of, like, other people in the squared circle because of the things she learned at the Performance Center and the, the tutelage of being under Matt Bloom and Norman Smiley and Sarah Del Rey and all those people. You know what I mean? They built a good foundation, but when she does an NXT, I would assume she never had a match over like eight minutes. And so being on AW, working a lot more, getting that time to get better, I think that's definitely what's kind of taken her to the next level. Oh, absolutely. Then we get to the inner circle interview mid ring with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Jericho does a lot of the heavy lifting. We get Jake Hager throwing straws at the camera. That was a thing. And uh, then Santana cuts a, a promo. I think the Santana and the Jericho stuff worked. The Hager stuff, not so much. Hey, don't t- as I'm watching, I'm watching Jake Hager right now. That's that's interesting. Uh, look, don't talk about my man Hager like that, bro. I mean, this, the promo was cool. I know they called the promo from a couple weeks ago uh, immortal. It wasn't immortal. Jericho's cut far better promos than that. Calm down. Uh, this was cool, but, uh, you know, he, he said you better uh, – the point of the message was in blood and guts. They're going to, they're going to kick their asses. That, that, that was the point. Yeah. They're definitely hyping this up quite a bit. It's in what, like two weeks. They have the graphic up and they're selling tickets and they're definitely leaning into this. They're going to have a parlay next week. I know a thing or two about parlays. Not what do, exactly. What do you know part. about parlays? I have a crippling gambling addiction and I lose oh. all my parlays. I'm sorry, Brandon. Yes. I'm sorry. If you need help, I know a guy. All my parlays in uh, the NCAA tournament didn't pan out so well. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to talk about the UCLA the, uh, Alabama buzzer beater that took it to overtime and hit the over. But uh, well, like, like I said, man, if you, if you need help with the gambling addiction, I know a guy. I put it on ice and I told myself I'm not gambling until the NFL season, which I've adhered to for the last month or three weeks. There we go. I love it. I love it. I love to hear it. Uh, we get QT Marshall taking on Billy Gunn. QT had his uh, his factory. Whoa, whoa, whoa. that's him. that's the one Billy Gunn. Sorry, the one Billy Gunn. Yeah. QT had his factory uh, behind him. We get uh, some shenanigans on the outside. QT definitely selling his ass off, not being too, not taking too serious, uh, but he does get the win here. So I, I we can see that QT is going to continue to be where he was beforehand kind of building around him uh, Anthony Agogo the uh, boxer Olympic boxer once again hits Billy Gunn with the gut punch QT hits him with a diamond cutter so kind of double heat for uh, for that finish yeah I mean it, it was fine QT the ring general you love to see and uh, Dustin Rhodes comes out to uh, make the save so possibly setting QT against Dustin Cody nowhere to be seen I don't know what's going on with that, but we get the elite. They have a new trailer. Just randomly, they are shown in a trailer, black painted with the elite on it. They cut a, a promo inside Don Callis and Matt Jackson. Once again, doing a lot of the talking. And John Moxley apparently was very inspired by that A&E Stone Cold documentary because he takes a pickup truck and rams it right into the elite's trailer. And for some reason, the elite were able to scurry off and not be seen by anybody yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Uh, I, I have no idea either. They, Kingston was looking for the shoes. I know that. I know that's what was happening. I mean, that's like $20,000 worth of shoes right there. If they had them, I would have maybe taken them too. Hey. Oh, whoa, whoa. You're going to steal from the young buck? It's not stealing. It's borrowing. If Maybe we have the same shoe size. I, 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 what size are you, Brandon? I'm an 11. Oh, boy. I'm a I'm an eleven in Crocs. That count? I've I've never had Crocs, so I don't know what that means. You, Brennan, I'm gonna get you some Crocs for your birthday. My brother did just get some Crocs, but I'm more of a slides guy. I, it's basically the same thing. I'll get you know what I'll do? I'll get you the ones with the fur on the inside. So like, if you need to like go outside while it's raining, your feet won't get wet. It's it's wonderful. I, I will say for the 
wintertime, I, I bought some like $30 Amazon slippers. Best thing ever about. They're amazing. But but I'm going to get you some Crocs, though. I mean, if you want to get me Crocs, I'm not going to be opposed to it. But Okay. okay. What, what, what's your favorite color? I'll make, I'm, I'm going to make this happen. You know, the standard, you know, stuff like black, red. Okay. Probably not white. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm going to make all this happen for you. Purple. Give me the uh, Post Malone ones. Uh, uh, oh, man. Pur- we're going purple. We've got to go Prince. Uh, yeah. So going back to the uh, the segment, I like the promo. Didn't like the the middle portion of the truck ramming in and the camera angles and everything like that. But the talk, I'll, I'll just say, I like the talking. I liked how the elite came across Kenny kind of doing his Kenny thing. I really enjoyed kind of the banter and the, the you know, affability that Moxley and Kingston had, but kind of everything in the middle didn't like it that much. Yeah, it was a, uh... It, it happened. Like, that's all I can say about it, man. It just happened. That, that was it. Nothing else. Christian Cage takes on Powerhouse Hobbs, and Cage gets the win. Hobbs uh, was going to give Cage some, some town business, and I guess he was hamming it up to the camera a little too much. Cage, the wisely veteran, took advantage of that and hits the kill switch for the win. So protecting Hobbs a tad bit, but uh, Cage does win clean. Look, man, If there, there were a couple things we could have done. Uh, like, let's say he hits the kill switch. Let's say Hobbs puts his foot on the rope or under the bottom rope because they don't do that enough. Uh, I, I, I think that would have been fine. And then that next week they could be like, hey, 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 you didn't really win. It was a cheap victory. Look, his foot's on the rope or under the bottom rope. Hobbs could have beat him senseless and got disqualified. That would have made him look strong. You know, like it, it just just something, you know. But I mean, other than that, I mean, shout out to Will Hobbs, you know, Bay Area native getting in there with the with, with the legend like Christian. That's what's up, dude. Yeah, I kind of agree with you going back to Team Taz not winning enough. Maybe if you wanted to do this feud with Taz and Cage, maybe have – because Cage was talking to some of the, the lower level, the young rookies, and have Hobbs, the other Cage, Ricky Stark, kind of beat up on those guys, get a win there, and Cage makes a save, and Christian makes a save, you know, pronouns, pal, names, first names. And, yeah, but match was good. You know, nice to see powerhouse Hobbs getting a uh, – not a, not a win, but, you know, a spotlight here. Uh, we talked about Jade. She has a segment. They kind of lean into her being a, a free agent, possibly signing with someone. We get Vicky and Matt Hardy kind of staking their claim. But Jade in the end said, if someone wants to sign me, I'm my own person. It's going to take a lot of money to uh, sign me. Because she's that big. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Brandon, you haven't even complimented my haircut, dude. Come on, bro. It's a beautiful haircut. I mean, you see, you see what you see. So, so fresh and so tight. So fresh and so clean. Mm-hmm. You see, you see, you know, you know. Throw, throw the gel in there every once in a while to give it that shine appeal for the for the for the late days. I was gonna maybe get a haircut yesterday, but I was like, eh, not feeling it. Maybe next week. Oh, I, well, where where do you go? I just go to Supercuts because I'm cheap and lazy. Because oh, okay. I always wear a hat, so I really don't care about my hair too much. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I don't got a guy. Oh, okay. I, I have a, a I have a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yes, then in the main event segment, Darby Allen takes on Jungle Boy, and they kind of keep it in the ring for the most part. No hardcore, no shenanigans really whatsoever. Sting and uh, Luchasaurus get involved on the outside a tad bit. And uh, Darby gets the win. We thought possibly Jungle Boy was going to pull it out with the, his submissions, but no. Darby cheated a little bit, raking the eyes, pulling the hair, and he uh, kind of ties him up in knots and the leverage pin for the win. So Darby retains. Yes, Darby does retain. Uh, the, the people are running out and all this. Like it's getting. There's too much kerfuffle. There's too much kerfuffle. I don't like all the kerfuffle. Look, man. Darby needs some le- legit just wins, just flat out one, two, three beaten people. That's what he needs to do. The roll of victories are cool on the bigger people, but when he has a smaller guy like Jungle Boy, he could definitively beat him. That's fine. And enough of like, what the hell is Sting's purpose with uh with Darby? Just because they're both weird and wear face paint, like that's that, that that's why they're hanging out together. That's exactly. Making, that that literally doesn't make any sense. You see me smoking weed and wearing tie-dye singlets and hanging out with RVD? No. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But have you tried? Yes, I have. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, not the, not, 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 not the weed part, the, the tie-dye singlets part, guys. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Well, that, you haven't put it all together. Just okay. Just light it up, okay, okay. and just RVD will pop out of nowhere, especially at the RVD rolling papers. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but it just it, – it, it, didn't, it didn't really work for me. And then you got Ethan Page and uh, Scorpio Sky running out there. Like Scorpio Sky's whole thing feels like he feels like he's underutilized and he hasn't been he's been looked over. I get that. Ethan Page, you can't feel the same way, dude. You just got there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I understand that. I don't know what they're doing. If it's going to be Sting and Darby, is it Luchasaurus and is it everybody? Also, SCU hasn't lost a match in forever and they're not even talked about being number one contenders for the tag titles. And if you're trying to get heat on the Young Bucks, retiring their best friends, it's definitely a way to do that. Best friends. The other best friends. Yeah. The old best friends. Hey. The OG best friends. OGBFs. There you go. There's a new name for you. Put it on a t-shirt. The, uh, the the addiction. Mr. X dried up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. Oh, man. Uh, this this was an interesting episode of Dynamite. Uh, Superstars Ballet. Who do we got? Who do we got? Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Um, Ronda Rousey. Congratulations. I wish you a, a world of happiness. Yeah, I will go with Powerhouse Hobbs. Didn't win, but in a marquee match with Christian. Be honest, I, I didn't really see him getting to this heights this quickly, but it is nice to see. That's my dog. That's my dog. All right, our promo pick of the week. You know, I was on in the click with Baby Huey last week, and it got me thinking. You know, he was like, "Does anything good happen at Backlash?" And I got on Backlash '09. Watching Ricky Steamboat versus Jericho tear it up, and then I was thinking, you know, like I was thinking, like something good did happen in Backlash last year. Edge and Randy Orton, the greatest wrestling match ever. What got us there? This promo was the definitive answer to the challenge. Edge accepts Randy Orton's challenge, May eighteenth, twenty twenty. Good, solid segment from these two guys. I talked about it, you know, a while back. Randy Orton. As much as I dog on him and his in-ring stuff, 2020 was a good year for him on the mic. And him and Edge did go back and forth. I thought they did some good stuff. I mean, the Randy Orton promo against Beth Phoenix, maybe the last show in front of fans or very close to that time. You know, Randy Orton and Edge, they have a, a chemistry, and it definitely played out here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's our match pick of the week, Brandon? Well, our match pick of the week is a Samoa Joe match. I, if you listen to Under the Radar, I hinted at this match, possibly the most famous Samoa Joe match in ROH. This is from uh, October 1st, 2005. Samoa Joe takes on Japanese legend Kanta Kobashi, and they just absolutely beat the hell out of each other. They go back and forth. And if you haven't seen this match, definitely recommend you check it out. It is one of the more famous ones of Samoa Joe's career and ROH's career. Just an overall, you know, outstanding match. Man, the, the OG Kenta, right? The OG Kenta, right? Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, his, his letters aren't all capitalized, so it's, it's different. It, 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 it is different, huh? It, 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 does it hit different, Brandon? It's built different. But but it doesn't hit different. It hits different. It's it bussin', as the kids say. Oh, what, what you what you know about bussin'? Sheesh. Sheesh. I'm on TikTok too much. Oh man. Oh, I see, I see you pippin'. I see you pippin'. Hey man, uh, kid to Kobashi, dude. Like I, he was at Starcast when we went, dude. And I walked past. I'm like, yo, that's a legend right there with the uh, with the uh, title. The uh, what, what, what was it? The the GHC title. I was like, yo, bro, that's that, 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 that that's some god tier ish right there. Uh, this match is great, man. It's hard hitting. Uh, this probably Samojo's. This might be one of his. Uh, most famous matches ever along with the triple threat from TNA with Daniels and uh, Styles, bro. Like this, this right here, this, this was a, this was a master class. It was what's up. We're talking about star cast stories from Kenta Kobashi went to go meet the smoke show, smoke show and carrying cross killer cross at the time was right there with her. And he was marking out. He was like, Oh, that's Kenta Kobashi. I'm going to go say what's up to him. So it was a fun little moment of wrestlers acknowledging legends and Killer Cross being a big fan, wanting to meet one of those legends. 
Hey, man, that's what's up. That's what it's all about. These guys are fans at the end of the day also. As we wrap it up, I will be in Oakley this Sunday for YWA. Yay, area! We're going to get a little hyphy out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's the, this new promotion is their first show. It's on a Sunday. Uh, doors open at 12.30 p.m. Bell time at 1 p.m. It's early. Uh, yeah, man, get out there. Go say what's up. You'll, you'll see uh, Alpha Zoe. You'll see Juicy Finale. You'll see uh, the Bike Club. Remember the Bike Club, Brandon? Oh, how can I not? For, yeah. How can I forget them? They're gonna be. They're gonna be there too. You got uh, Tony Vargas. He'll be in the main event. You, you, you got a. You got a lot of cool stuff, man. Let me let me let me run let me run this down for you real quick, man. This is gonna be some good stuff. I'm 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 excited. I'm I'm very very excited. You got UFC Hall of Famer Stefan Bonner. He's gonna be there. You man, you got West Coast Design. He'll be there selling shirts. You got Devin Danger versus Sanders. Now, this is going to be a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Bike Club versus the American Degenerates. It's going to be a tag team championship match. Yeah, man. So uh, Prince Gabriel versus Macromania. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of people I've never seen before. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm always excited to see new talent. Of course, you got Midas Creed, D Rogue, Alpha Zoe. So a lot of cool stuff is about to happen. Hey, if you see me, come give me a socially distanced high five. And all that other good stuff. As we close, guys, follow us on Twitter at Bulletcast, Instagram, the Bulletcast, YouTube channel, the Bulletcast. Uh, emails Bulletcast2 is at the number two, sweet, two, uh, Bulletcast2, sweet, S W E T at gmail.com, 104.7 FM KAPU in Watsonville every Friday night from 11 p.m. to midnight. ITunes, Stitch, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, and Patreon. Uh, follow Curveballs and Share Shots under the radar's back, into the stratosphere. I don't know. Uh, what Cindy's doing, I don't know when that's coming back. Uh, TNC at the movies on YouTube. My buddy Juan, who's the cameraman for the uh, show last week. Go follow TNC at the movies on YouTube. They, re- they uh, recap movies, absolutely. Also, follow film on YouTube, Forever I Love Movies, by my homie Will. He does great work over there. Complex conversations. I'm looking at bringing in some new content coming very soon. I'm emailing people for the bullet cast. I'm trying to get some big names this year. We, we, we had a nice little year last year. I want to advance on that. I want to grow. And thank you guys. The subscriptions for the bullet cast on YouTube have been blowing up, man. We started out the year with like, we started out the year with like 160. Now we're up to like 275. That's huge. That's, that, that, that's immensely huge. Thank you guys so much. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone messiah. I am. When your face is in the dirt, you'll know your death is what I seek. We're the elite, and you are the way. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>